You are listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian School families for a Christ-centered life. Welcome back to the SLT Podcast, or for many of you, maybe this is the first time you've ever listened to the SLT Podcast. SLT stands for Spiritual Life Team. We are the campus pastors at Liberty Christian School, and this is a podcast to encourage and equip our families to live a Christ-centered life. I am the preschool and lower school pastor, Sam Dow. And my name is Taylor Morgan, and I am the middle school and upper school boys pastor. And my name is Courtney Crenshaw, and I am with the middle school and upper school girls. And the three of us have the distinct pleasure and honor of getting to serve Liberty families by leading our spiritual life events and activities and just discipling the amazing students every day. And we are, what are we doing? We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Yep, yep, yep. So it is a brand new year, and obviously Liberty and all of the world has been through some amazing cultural challenges and things, but um, what we love so much about Liberty Christian School is that it is a Christ-centered place, a Christ-centered culture, and so with our podcast over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about culture and what our community of families um, get to experience day in and day out and the things that we are doing to make Liberty a community that is all about Jesus and what we can do to um, increase that sense of community and to continue building kingdom values in and out of Liberty Christian School. So, before we dive into our topic of culture today, we do have an interesting question um, because the three of us, I'm correct, right? You guys have been to other countries before, right? Correct. Yuppers. Okay. So, the question is, in all of your travels around this big old globe of ours, what is the interestingest thing that you've ever eaten in another country? Anytime now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if this is the most interestingest, uh, interestingest thing. I don't know if this is the most interestingest Correct. thing that I've eaten in another country, but I feel like it embodied the country the most mm. of a country that I went to. Because uh, I feel like in talking about culture, it's kind of like, what is the norm in this culture? But for us, it's mm. kind of like, oh, this is different than what I'm used to. Right. Um, so I, I would say that I really like Asian food. Um, and a couple years ago, Liberty, we got the opportunity to go uh, to Thailand on a mission trip. Mm. And so uh, typical, uh, whenever I go to uh, Thai places here, I'll get Pad Thai. Um, and I thought that this would be a good experience of going to Thailand and getting an authentic Pad Thai. And so the place that we stayed at uh, was this home uh, that they had and they served us authentic Pad Thai, all local ingredients, all the things there like on site from their farm, all this stuff. And it was really good and also one of the most hot things I have ever eaten. Hot as in temperature or hot as in a spice? Like spice. Um, and they even asked me, because they had two different types of spices. One that they would give to like people not from Thailand, uh, oh. knowing that like, hey, you might not be ready for this. And I was like, mm. no, I'm ready for this. I've been preparing my whole life. <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, I grossly overestimated my ability to handle the spice of Thailand. Um, and it was like a fire inside my mouth. And so um, it was really, really rough. But I felt like this was the most high thing that I could do, which is, you know, just embrace it and go for it. And I did. And mm. I deeply regret it. <laughs> what is Pad Thai? So Pad Thai is just like noodles and, you know, chicken and mm -hmm. fresh ver like vegetables and stuff like that. But it's also like has a lot of healthy spice to it. Yeah. Um, and so it was really good, but also really, really hot. 
peanuts too, oh. and they put the crushed peanuts on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, so would you say it was a pod thai in your tummy? No. So yummy? No, it was not. So it was it was like a furnace <laughs> in my tummy. No oh. parties happening. Oh, okay. Like Meshach and Abednego and Chatterack were all in there. Just just fire. It's a weird order to list those names. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Courtney, how about oh, you? Oh my word! Um, okay, so the I'm gonna go for the the weirdest thing maybe that I've eaten in another country. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and uh, my dad, all of growing up and even to this day, loves to play this game called Ten Bucks If, and it's really just for his own personal humor and sounds like a good dad. Totally. Yeah. You should pick that one up. Um, but if there's anything embarrassing or funny or gross that he would like us to do, he just looks at one of us and says, Hey, 10 bucks if. So, you know, sometimes it's drinking ranch through a straw at a wing restaurant would not recommend. Um, and other times it is in another country. And so one time when we were in Mexico, we were at a restaurant that was um, serving authentic goat's head tacos. Ooh. And they like have the goat's eyeballs like in the taco. Like it's like hmm. all the way. And um, this one was not 10 bucks if, it was 20 bucks if. Ooh. Because wow. I That's think rare. probably because it was pretty gross and probably more so because my dad really wanted us to do it. <laughs> and so um, I did, in fact, eat some of the goat's head taco. My mm. sister like left the table and went into the bathroom. Bathroom, and my mom had to like, go with her to make sure she was okay because she was like, I will not witness something so disgusting. Um, but I did. I got 20 bucks and, t- you know, try to goat's eyeball, I guess. And mm. uh, probably would not do it again. But that's that's probably my story. I can see why you liked it so much. Oh, man. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. I would say for me is probably also like Taylor on a mission trip. And it, interestingest, it was on the mission trip that we took two years ago here at Liberty to Guatemala. Mm. We visited a school to perform our drama, that, you know, tells the gospel to the local school children. And it was awesome. And the people there at the school were so happy and wanted to just like give us a gift to show their gratitude that we would come and do our thing and serve them and spend time with the kids there. Um, that they brought out this lunch that they had made for us, which I guess was like the school lunch that day. But I don't know what the correct word is. But basically picture a giant nacho, like one gigantic. Mm, Sounds great. Like if you had like a, you know, like a corn tortilla, that's like six inches across. Picture that, but it's like a chip. So it's crunchy and then just loaded up with all the nacho toppings. There's like guacamole on top and all this stuff. And they were like, oh yeah, you shouldn't eat, you know, the food that the local people give you because you don't know about the ingredients and your stomach might not handle it very well. And I had already eaten three at that point. (laughs) And even if they had told me, you don't have to pay me to eat that, like... Which, by the way, I wish I had Courtney's dad because, man, I would have been loaded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would eat stuff like that all the time for no reason. <laughs> but it is interesting that, like, culturally, like, the things that, as Taylor said, the things to us would be like, wow, this is, you know, interesting food or different for us when we go on vacation or go on mission trips and things. That's culturally just to them. That's normal because those are the foods that they've developed with the ingredients that grow naturally there or just have been part of their heritage and stuff so i wonder what that's like for coming to texas it's got to be the barbecue right like when so it's got to be you know tex-mex barbecue yeah 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 i think those are the most texas things right quail that someone hunted don't people do that sure i don't i'm not gonna eat that sounds like a texas thing though quail anyways <laughs> switching gears here I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> you do a lot of quail hunting, Courtney? No. Uh, okay, so our topic today, <laughs> speaking of culture, 
is we are focusing on how do a culture is created or changed or developed in a place because Liberty Christian School definitely has its own unique culture. It is a very unique community, and we do everything that we can to focus on Christ and making it about him while being a school, being a place that is focused on the education and the growth of students and getting them ready for college and beyond. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on today, especially for this year, we have so many new families that have started coming to Liberty Christian School, which has been an awesome privilege for us. Yeah. You're going to know all of you guys and all of your amazing sons and daughters. Um, definitely a lot more names to, to memorize. <laughs> That's been a fun challenge. Um, but with all of the new families, um, this is also to kind of share with you our heart and what we do as the um, ministers that are on campus, how we are trying to develop a culture with your students so that you have a better idea um, whether your students share or not when they get home from school, um, when you ask them how's your day and you might just get the fine <laughs> and then nothing or maybe yeah. they share. This is hopefully gonna give you some context about um, what the culture is that we're trying to develop and how you can be involved in it. So speaking of culture, the definition that we're gonna be working with today for what is culture, um, well, we're defining it as shared beliefs, values, and social rules that shape the way that we see, speak to, and interact with each other and guide us towards a common goal. So, I mean, that makes sense to you guys, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a culture. Um, and of course, we want to focus on not just like our working definition, but what does the Bible say about culture? And for that, we found a passage that we think um, will help kind of give context to that, which is 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, and they say this, Do not love this world, nor the things that it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So that's an interesting statement from scripture of God's heart defining how he feels, um, what he feels about the things that we should be focusing on as we're developing our cultures. Yeah, I think this verse is so good, or these verses are so good, and they show us what is going on in the world around us, that right now the world really is offering you know, a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. And it is just um, making us exhausted and thirsty for something more. And so I truly do believe, and we've talked about this before, that the darker that our world gets, the brighter and brighter that Christian education and our school specifically is going to get because it's offering something so much more that um, as verse 17 says that the world is fading away and along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And that's our desire at Liberty Christian and what we want to talk about in this podcast and the podcast to come is um, what is God's will and how can we um, please him and following after him and seeking to glorify his name and further his kingdom. And so I love having conversations like this so we can see how do we tangibly do that and participate in the culture at Liberty. Yeah, Courtney, I think that's so good um, because we as Liberty, like we are to look different than the world. Like we should look different than the culture surrounding us. And I think that we get a really good picture of what uh, the Bible says our community should look like as a fellowship of believers who have put their faith in Jesus. And we find that in Acts chapter two, and it's in verse 42 through 47. And it says this, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching 
and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders, and the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And so one of the beautiful things about Acts chapter 2 is we see a God-focused and other-focused mentality amongst these believers, that they just weren't wrapped up in what they can accomplish, what they can get, Mm -hmm. how they can build up their own power and influence, uh, but they really met the needs of everyone around them. They were not focused on themselves and inwardly trying to build themselves up, but trying to build up one another for the glory of Christ. And so uh, we really see that and want that and desire that uh, to be our culture here at Liberty. And so... Um, the beautiful thing um, about these last two years is we've gotten such an influx of new uh, parents and new mm-hmm. families and also uh, the ones who have been here from the very beginning that we have an opportunity really to build our culture and to continue to grow it um, from what God's been doing to look more and more like Acts chapter 2, uh, that we could have a healthy, biblical, and Christ-centered culture um, that the world would see as being different uh, mm-hmm. than what the surrounding cultures are offering. And I think, too, that that's the strength in our culture at Liberty is that it is like it lies within this biblical worldview that rests in um, not our own understanding or wisdom, but it rests in the bedrock of the truth of God's word. And so regardless of whatever cultural moment we're in um, a couple years ago, we would have never thought that a pandemic was going to happen. And so um, this is something that goes beyond whatever moment that we're in, knowing that, hey, our culture is strong and not because of ourselves, but because we're constantly going to be pointing back to God's word and his story and his purpose for Liberty Christian. Right. And that's not to say that like, we're going to get perfectly like, I mean, even in Acts chapter two, that's maybe one of the closest times that people have ever gotten to like what earth can be like if it is like heaven. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're sinful human beings in need of a savior every single day. So we're going to mess it up. We're going to get focused on the wrong things. But I think the healthiest, most Christ-centered community, whether it's at Liberty, whether it's at a church, well, anybody, um, I think it's people that are helping each other and reminding each other to keep the focus set on Christ. When we do start to lose focus, when our eyes start to wander, when we start to get, um, we start to pursue the wrong things like possessions or whatever, it's just reminding each other to hey, like the most important thing, the priority should be Christ, should be the kingdom. And there are ways we can make our daily lives be more focused around him, Um, even in a school setting, which is so cool. Like what a Mm -hmm. blessing that we get to do ministry. We get to focus on Jesus in the setting where kids are also learning math and science and, you know, doing athletics and fine arts and all the things that we do. Like it's all centered around Christ because all of those are part of, you know, God's heart for the sons and daughters he created. So very cool that we get to come together using all those different gifts and things, but for something so much more than just the glory of our school, but for the glory of God. So good. So with that in mind, um, what do you think it would look like if we were to try to describe it for our current families, for new families? What does it look like um, to have a healthy, biblical, Christ-centered culture at our school? 
Yeah, I think it would be good if we started with even what is the Liberty mission and vision, the statements that have been created. And, um, you know, a few years ago, this was kind of uh, rethought about and structured of, hey, what is the reason why we exist as a school? And all, um, a lot of people on our administration got together and had a team come in, help lead them through the process and just really prayerfully consider what is the purpose of Christian education? Why is it necessary for our children? And what is Liberty specific take going to be on that. And so the mission that was provided um, after as a result of this process is that Liberty provides a holistic college preparatory education and a nurturing and Christ-centered environment. Um, And I just love the intentionality even behind that of we want to create not just a Christ-centered environment, but one that's truly nurturing and preparing students for what is next. And I think that goes hand in hand with um, the vision, which is that Liberty is a leading Christ-centered college preparatory school that inspires and equips leaders to impact the world for Christ. And so really, this is a phrase that's about discipleship, that we're seeking to disciple students to a place where they are able to leave Liberty Christian and impact the world for Jesus Christ. So from the beginning to the end, that the purpose is um, furthering God's kingdom and preparing the next generation to be able to do that. Um, So would one of y'all want to share like the the how that Liberty Christian has come up with of how are we going to accomplish our mission and vision? Absolutely. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, Yeah. So the how that we do this here at Liberty uh, is really key. So it says in partnership with parents, Liberty Christian recognizes and develops the unique characteristics of individual students through rich academic, co-curricular, and spiritual life programs to prepare them to fulfill God's purpose for their lives. And so here at Liberty, we want to take a holistic approach, uh, not to just chap like put in through chapels or uh, through little things with academics. Like we want all of the things that we do to be robust and with excellence, but also to be wrapped up in Jesus um, and showing them and, and illuminating for our children how God's uniquely wired them and gifted them, and then also to set them up to succeed in the giftings that God's give them uh, to build up the kingdom. And that's a very difficult task uh, to do. And so that first part is really huge on partnering with parents, uh, that we know that this is a, a co-effort uh, that mm-hmm. we get to do uh, together. And so I have three kiddos here at Liberty, and I know uh, that as much as my uh, stu- my, my kiddos have amazing teachers. Um, I am also the primarily discipler of my student. And so to know uh, what they're learning in class um, and also developing and, and ingraining in them at home uh, what it means to love the Lord uh, is really huge. And so uh, I guess, guys, one of the questions that I have is uh, what, what's one thing about Liberty's culture uh, that you really love, uh, that you're really excited about? I think something that's really cool that we see um, often is when there's a need that arises in the culture, whether it's a family member who is very sick, um, instantly word goes out to the Liberty community to be praying about it. Mm -hmm. Um, In that way, like, it's really cool to see, um, you know, the collection of believers, the people who are loving Jesus Christ together are remembering what comes first in this, that like at the end of the day, um, we believe in a God that loves us and cares for us and we can partner with each other as a community and, and pray for those needs to be met. So whether it's, you know, someone who's sick or hurting or any kind of prayer request or need, um, seeing the way that families just jump in and whether it's creating like a list of like a meal train type thing where they come and support practically, mm-hmm. but then also just knowing that Liberty is a community that prays. Like it's a family that prays for each other when there's needs that reaches out and says, what can I do to you? How, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Um, how can we be there for you in much the same way that Jesus would? 
Um, I think one of the things that I really love about Liberty's culture is even it's said in the how of um, that we would be doing things to prepare them to fulfill God's purpose for their lives um, and recognizing and developing their unique characteristics. And so I, I think that Liberty does a great job of really being thoughtful and intentional of what are the different things that are going to be truly developing our students' character, that we've created these expected student outcomes that we're hoping that all of our programs are moving them toward that place but to really take a pulse of, hey, how are our alumni doing? How can we get better in preparing our students for the next stage of life and t- touching base with the people who have left and saying, how can we do this better? How can we better um, prepare and develop our students, whether that's through discipline and correction and the way that th- we are pointing them toward um, truth and how to walk in who God has created them to be, or if it's celebrating their God-given talents and abilities. But so many things and so many conversations are happening um, behind the scenes, even on a daily basis of talking about what are ways that we can be developing these unique characteristics for our students um, and meeting them where they're at so that they, when they leave Liberty, we really would just be a launch pad for them to go impact the world for Christ. And so that's one of the things that I love about um, Liberty's culture and the shared purpose and heart that um, we have for our kids. And I would say one of the things that I really love about our culture uh, that I've seen, especially with my own boys, is that I know that my children uh, know that their teachers really love them. And, and care for them. And so it's just a really cool thing as our, as our kiddos get older and expectations get put on them, uh, that they know that their teachers are for them, um, and that they love them and that they're just not trying to teach them a certain subject, uh, which is, which is amazing. And they, they grow in those things, but also knowing that our, our faculty and staff like want to get to know our kids on a deeper level and see how they really are doing. And so that's a really beautiful mm-hmm. thing that they care about the actual kiddo and not just about a grade in a great book. Mm-hmm. So recognizing that we are all human beings and we're not perfect, there are going to be times that we are not pursuing the right things and that um, there are areas of growth where our culture um, could be more kingdom-like, where we could focus more. So um, what are some ideas that you guys have of ways that we could, not just us and not just the staff and the students, but all of us together as a community and the families, what are ways that we could shape Liberty's culture to be more like the kingdom of God? That's a great question, Sam. I think one of the things that we collectively as a nation could be better at, um, and for believers specifically, is resting. And I think that Liberty Christian is no exception to that, that mm-hmm. um, we are a, uh, a community of very fast-paced, high-achieving individuals. And so rest is something that sometimes we feel guilty for indulging or even thinking about. And so one of the things that we're actually going to talk about in the future is, hey, how can we rest? well and intentionally. And so not the cheap rest of, you know, I am falling apart because I'm so exhausted and I'm just going to lay down and watch Netflix. But instead, like, how can I build this into a rhythm of my family and of my life? And how can I model this for my children or my the other classmates or whatever that may be that we would continue to stand out and still maintain some of those high achieving mm-hmm. um, characteristics and things, but still be intentional about finding rest and refuge in the Lord. So I'm excited for us to talk more about that. Yeah. One one thing that I also think that we could grow in as well and as a culture together as also is uh, that we would be a people uh, that would be praising and developing the character of our children um, more so than the accomplishments that they're able to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, I I know that we recognize children and students and, and people for what we accomplish, um, and what we do. Um, and I know it's hard, uh, to really just 
be really intentional about praising who our kids are becoming rather than what they are just doing. Mm. And so um, just as much as we can to, to, to look at our children and to see what God's doing in them um, rather than just what they're doing. And so uh, we're excited to talk about that as well. So in the meantime, um, how do we shape Liberty's culture to be more like the kingdom um, knowing that culture really starts not just in the school, not just in the walls of the school from, you know, 8.30 to 3.30. Is that how long school is? Right? Like sure. Somewhere, you know, okay. Yep. That schoolish general time window, right, people? Like, it has to be more than that. It has to be in the homes as well. It has to be done. You know, if our statement is about partnering with parents, then it's knowing that um, the parents are the primary disciples of the students. So we can be introducing these ideas and we can be walking alongside the students but a lot of this is done in the homes um, and not just alone, again, together as a community of families, um, whether it's at athletic events or just even throughout the weeks and the weekends. Like, what can we do, be doing more um, as a community to shape our culture of Liberty Christian School, of who we are, to be more like the kingdom of God? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Sam. Uh, and, and I think for many of us in our families um, work at probably very successful businesses, operations and in, in various roles and degrees. And uh, I think that we know uh, that having a vision and mission for the companies we work for is really vital about the direction mm-hmm. and success of those companies. And so the question that we need to have for ourselves is what is the mission and vision for our family? Mm-hmm. Um, and do we have one? Like, have we ever sat down to say, okay, what is the mission that God has for our family? Uh, What is the vision for our family? And then also evaluating it um, in comparison to what we as Liberty want to be as a culture. Uh, That if our mission is to provide a holistic educational experience in a nurturing Christ-centered environment, we have to ask ourselves, is our home, is our family a nurturing Christ-centered environment that can be an extension of that? Uh, Whenever we're we're talking about, are, are we as a family, inspiring and equipping our children to make an impact for Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, How are we preparing our child to fulfill God's purpose for their lives? Um, Are we building up and seeing how God's uniquely wired our kids? And are we shaping our schedules and our time and our energies around developing those things? And so I think one of the things that we make Liberty's culture more like the kingdom is that we make our homes more and more like the kingdom. And to do that, we need to have a sit-down conversation as a family, um, as a husband and wife, and just evaluate, okay, what is our mission and vision? And are we making steps uh, to accomplish that? And if we're not, where can we make some course corrections? That's so good, Taylor. I think, too, that it is kind of like, or acts is almost like a North Star for your family Mm, of, hey, this is something that we are going to redirect to, that it's an anchor so that we can assess, like how you were saying, how are we doing together as a family? We can course correct back to these things. But I think something that's so crucial with that, too, is that um, you would be forming and building your family upon promises that come from the word of God and that those would become common language um, to your family. And so it's not just we were laughing earlier talking about this. It's not just like, Hey, be nice, like be a good kid or we, you know, but things that are truly found in scripture of, Hey, cherish Jesus. Like that's going to be one of our family values is we want to cherish Jesus and practice hospitality among one another. And so that starts with the way that your siblings treat each other uh, or you treat your siblings. And um, maybe it's to like pursue the Lord first, whatever it is that there are things that are found in the promises um, of scripture so that they're more steady than just what the world says is wise or good um, or how to build a family, but that it's things that we can continue to refer back to. And so Taylor, I know 
um, your family kind of does this. How do y'all refer back your with your children to your family values? Yeah. So um, my wife and I, we actually got to have this conversation um, over the summer. And I think for us, quarantine was really good to like solidify us as a family unit of like what we find to be our priorities. And we were actually able to sit down and we made a poster that we have Mm -hmm. on our wall uh, that talks about our mission, vision and purpose um, as a family. And also uh, what are our anchor points of scripture for different areas of life, Uh, whether that's uh, with our time or with our money or, or whatever that is like rooted back to scripture. And so whenever we can come together and we can look at that to say, okay, are we on point with Mm -hmm. what we declared and what we see um, that the Lord said is good mm-hmm. <laughs> that says this leads to life like my word leads to life and so are we aligning ourselves with this and so i think um a challenge that i would have for our families is to sit down and, and to think about these things and to create something that your family can go to that it could uh, evaluate itself every so often uh, to make sure that you're on the path that you set for yourself according to god's word one of the things too with that is in premarital counseling, Luke and I had someone kind of walk us through this idea of family values and actually incorporate them into our vows to one another that our vows would then um, mirror what our future family core values would be in the vision. And one of the things that Luke and I have already started kind of making a rhythm is just every Sunday us sitting down and talking through the week and saying, hey, what's what's on our plates this week? What are the things that we're going to be praying for? What are we grateful for? And having those conversations. But that's also a touch point too that families could have of, hey, at this meal, when we sit down around the table together on Monday nights or whatever your night is, that we would be looking at, hey, how are ways that we, that our kids have been practicing this or mom and dad have been practicing this? Are there things that we need to apologize to one another for? Um, or how can we be challenging and celebrating the kids that are, you know, walking in these ways that we have set? And I think that what's beautiful is when you're doing that within your family unit, it's naturally going to be changing to the culture of liberty in the same direction of you're helping prepare and shape your kid's character and the way that they're going to walk, not only within your home, but at school. And just, it's so beautiful, the ripple effect that that then will make. And I think there's a really important thing too about culture and how it develops um, is culture is really created actively by Mm -hmm. active participation in making things happen. And it's also created in passively allowing things to happen. And so one of the more difficult things I believe about making a culture uh, that is seeking the Lord and growing the kingdom of God is being consistent. Mm. And so whenever we're actively taking steps um, or passively allowing things to happen, we're creating culture still. And so whenever we see things or allow things to just casually enter into the rhythm of our family, that this now becomes a habit or just an okay thing that if we were being active, we wouldn't allow that in there. But we know that, man, we get tired, Mm -hmm. uh, that schedules get crazy, that now we maybe don't, we kind of stop eating together as a family as much because schedules are hectic, life is hectic, due dates are hectic, all those things. And so now it becomes kind of something to the wayside and on the back burner. And it's really difficult to remember those things because we've passively allowed those to kind of go to the wayside. And so one thing that I want to encourage our families to do here at Liberty is to be thinking about like, what are we actively doing to build a culture uh, that is pursuing the Lord? And what are some things that we are passively allowing to kind of infiltrate that mission and vision that God's given us as a family? Mm. So just to sort of reiterate, um, we're not suggesting that you would model your family's mission and vision goal after Liberty Christian School. Like we're a school and you guys are a family, but Liberty Christian School is a collection of families Mm -hmm. that are, you know, we hope and we pray are pursuing Christ 
in your own way, in the way that the Lord has led you to do. But we are assuring you that um, we know that the mission and the vision, the goal that Liberty is striving for in athletics and academics and fine arts, in especially in spiritual life, is to develop a more Christ-like culture and really more Christ-like students, because ultimately that's what a culture is. It's a collection of people. And if you are doing this in your home, if you're partnering with us, you know, asking your kids, what did they talk about at chapel today? Like, what are you learning in Bible class? And having those conversations, it shows them that it's a priority and it shows that those are the values and we're all headed towards the same goal. What we're suggesting and praying for all of you families, um, what we're praying for all of our families is that we set our goal on Jesus Christ and we get there by following him, by giving each other grace, um, by getting into the word, by doing all of the things that shape us into better sons and daughters of God. And we get to do that in the academic setting, but y'all get to do that in the amazing home setting. And so we're so thankful for each and every one of you families. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, We are going to be making more and more of these and just tackling these different topics and, you know, hopefully giving you guys um, some spiritual encouragement as you do take on these challenges. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about that spiritual rest that Courtney mentioned, that Sabbath rest um, that goes deeper than just, you know, vegging out and like turning off, which is there's there's times for that, I think, you know, just kind of turn the brain off and stop overthinking things. But at the same time, there's a deeper spiritual rest that the Lord is inviting us all into. And man, if we want to pursue excellence and we want to be great and we want to you know, do amazing things for God and for his glory. The only way we'll have the capacity to do those kind of things and make those achievements is if we're getting the rest that we need. So that's what we're going to be talking about next time. Be on the lookout for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, I'm Sam. How do we, how do you end it? Like the, the end? I don't know. Sure. (laughs) Until then. The end. The next time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We hope all of you have an amazing week and an amazing life. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Until then, we love y'all and we will not see you in the next. How do you end a podcast? GTYL. Bye. GTG. Thanks for joining us on the SLT podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at spirituallife at mylcs.com. Quail.